1: Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of
0: just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out.
2: You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser, but... Did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on Earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually, kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner.
0: What's up, everybody? As always, this is the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always by my fearless companion, Chad Sowash. Ew, Chad, bop, how are you?
1: I can't get fucking Dream Academy out of my head,
0: bro. man. It's, it's an 80s kind of day. Me. And and we are honored to welcome leadership speaker, comedian, social media icon, YouTube star. <laughs> Uh, David Horning to the show. David, welcome.
3: Social media icon with 250 Twitter followers. That's what I'm I'm talking talking about. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. That's because you're
1: selective. I appreciate that. There are way too many bots out there. And most of those comedy bots, they're for shit, dude.
3: Taking everybody else's jokes.
1: (laughs) Taking the (laughs) jokes.
0: comedy bots russian
1: joke-taking comedy bots god damn it that's yeah anyway so uh david let's go give us a little twitter bio i mean we've already said a lot about you already but uh give us a little twitter Twitter bio we've we've raised the bar pretty
3: high david please
0: please impress us
3: No, I I help leaders adapt to change, manage stress, engage their teams by using humor effectively in the workplace. So I'm a comedian, humor consultant, I do a podcast, and uh, I'm a leadership speaker. So I speak on leadership.
1: You haven't been doing this long, though, dude. It's been like it's like 2018. What did you do beforehand? And why did you or how did you get pushed into uh, into this segment? How did you get into this path?
3: I wallowed in a lot of uh, bombing and failed attempts at speaking. I I, I got into the speaking industry after doing uh, comedy. I started in comedy in 2012. And then I moved to Ohio because I was like, oh, I can help people learn how to laugh rather than just making them laugh
0: we're in ohio
3: cleveland yeah (laughs) Yeah. they they
0: need it in ohio dude that that fucking place needs
1: comedy more than any place needs east side or
0: west side west side oh gee yeah you You have me till that (laughs) do you have a tie to the east side Eastside, Side, University Heights. Yes. Uh, uh, did you go to Case or no? I I moved there uh, as a young professional. lived there for ten years. still have Still have quite the affinity for the mistake on the lake, and uh, still root for the Browns, which has actually paid off
3: as this a year.
1: Young professional, he was a yeah. bum living out of a cardboard <laughs> box. Come
3: on. <laughs> Oh, that was your place. It's been designated a historical landmark here. There
0: it is. There. Good job. Good job. I was living with bone thugs in harmony. All right. So anyway, back
1: to my question, Jesus, how, how did you get into this? And and then how did water cooler spring up about out of this?
3: Yeah. So I uh, so when I first started speaking, I did a lot just like, oh, happiness. You know, you can you can make your teams happy and you can be happy. And that's such a broad just uh, so I, I hit a lot of a lot of roadblocks there, and I did characters when I first started, which was as awkward and miserable <laughs> like as it sounded. sock puppets? Nah, <laughs> I didn't quite get that far damn didn't quite get that far but like i for example i had a bit where i uh, i was this detective uh, that that like and the uh, the message was personal accountability and uh, i would also, his name was detective dick ransom and he always traced like every every case that he was tasked he would trace the evidence back to himself and uh, and he would like turn in his gun and his badge and then uh, and then i closed the bit by saying we've all got a little dick inside of us uh, <laughs> yeah Dick and ransom
1: yeah no that that goes hurt. that goes
0: well with uh corporate crew uh. yeah how, how'd you get into HR were you a Dilbert fan and yeah. like how, how did that come about
3: so I uh, I requested to speak at a, at a couple sherman chapters and then I realized uh, the lack of humor in the workplace especially yes. in HR yeah. so yeah. I decided oh there's a need here and I can take what I'm good at, which is not characters, but actually, you know, making (laughs) insights and observations and kind of making connections uh, with that, between that and more ideal workplace behaviors, which include using humor. And uh, Water Cooler Comedy started because of that, uh, because if, if, you know, I can come in with comedians and turn your workplace into a comedy club and create an experience for your team, and have where they're laughing together, you know, that's an instant trust-building exercise. Uh, it's an instant bonding experience, and it raises spirits and uh, kind of kind of gets rid of that boss and employee mentality. If you're laughing together with your with your managers, you're not boss and employee anymore. You're just two people who think the same thing is funny, and that's a that's a subconscious shift that I think we can all benefit from.
0: So what does a client usually look like? Are these bigger companies, smaller companies, are these banks or these tech firms? Like what is sort of the normal company that wants to have a good laugh look M- like?
3: Massage parlors. Right, yeah, those are the best. <laughs> <The shits>. uh, <laughs> no, the, the, I've, I've worked with some credit unions. I've worked with uh, like mid-sized companies. I'm looking to expand into you know, the larger corporations and really, uh, really having an impact on uh, culture. Especially nowadays, you know, we need to laugh and having that be part of the workplace day to day actually boosts creativity and uh, the ability to adapt quickly to change. So the
0: obvious question in the world of COVID, what does your comedy look like now? What is the the medium by which you are telling jokes to companies? Obviously, I would assume it has turned your sort of world upside down. Talk about that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially when this first started, I lost a bunch of live speaking gigs. And I was, you know, I kind of got down on myself because of it. like, what am I going to do? Um, but then, oh, virtual, you know, the, the fact that the world Technologically, was heading in this direction anyway, so mm-hmm. I leaned into it and uh, I kind of shifted the whole presentation of using humor at work to not only that, but using humor to uh, find creative ways to solve problems, to create a culture of creativity. Even over Zoom, you know, there, there are organizations that that do kind of fun exercises over Zoom and, and play games and stuff to to bond and to remind. One another that we're all human and that's kind of what i focus my program on is is being vulnerable especially leaders who are so quick to you know put on that facade like oh i'm never wrong uh you know i have all the answers no mm-hmm. that's you're just like each one of us we're all going through this thing it's okay to say i don't know and to say you know we'll get through this together
1: so in a time like this you just got to step back and ask yourself what would dick do so yep You've got like 10 comics, at least on the website. How do mm-hmm. you find the comics? Are they friends? Do you hang out like and do comedy together? How, how do you even, how, how does this this band of merry men and women actually grow?
3: The comics that I work with are all based out of Cleveland, except uh, Raj just moved down to, to Bentonville, Arkansas. Oh. <laughs> Random. But yeah, I know, right? He was like, <laughs> I want to be close to Walmart. <laughs> um, but. You know, you'll find comedians are always looking for work, especially paid work. And corporate gigs pay very well, mm-hmm. uh, but mm. um, you know, it's 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 an opportunity. I just asked. It's that's as simple as that. You know, I used to book shows locally here in Cleveland. We did a rooftop comedy show. I did a uh, like a. I'm really into food, so we would do a. Six- Me too. I love not a, funny, I'm a, Joel. I am a. I'm a. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> I am a foodie, and uh, I heard you guys talking about pappy. I used to I used to work at a at a restaurant that was chef driven. You know, the chef had won a James Beard Award, and so we put on a comedy show where we would bring in five other comics and have a course that was based off of some of their content, some of their jokes to to pair with the jokes, and then a cocktail to pair with the food. <laughs> so we would do yeah. So I, I would I'm all about giving opportunities to comedians, and you know anything to to allow uh them the chance to make more people laugh and to get to know who they are because there's a lot of really funny local comics and um you know nowadays with spotify and pandora and you know sirius already but you know that's kind of expanded and youtube and podcasts comedy comedians have had an opportunity to really lean into this disruption and uh use it
1: Does this allow you to, to expand now? Because COVID means, you know, we're doing things different. Obviously, you've had to take this online as opposed to live. But the beautiful thing is going online means you can find talent anywhere. Uh, are you looking to do that at all? Or are you just going to try to keep it close? Because when everything opens back up, you want to have a, a tight band uh, that can do things in Cleveland.
3: I'm leaning into the fact that I can connect with anybody from anywhere. This, this has really allowed us to do that. I have a podcast uh, where we bring in comics to talk about, you know, different topics that can be considered taboo or offensive or, or too far. And we dive into the psychology of how they made that topic funny to prove that anybody can laugh at it. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so I've been able to connect with comics from New York and L.A. and Toronto and Chicago and houston just all over the place Uh, and we can just have this conversation across time and space i was actually just uh, in connecticut virtually i just gave a presentation right before this so it gives me an opportunity to connect with more audience members and more comedians
1: well that podcast just so everybody knows is called you can't laugh at that so check it out
3: yeah not safe for work
0: for sure (laughs) if they're listening to this podcast they're fine with that what type of comedy do companies want i assume all these different comedians have sort of different angles or, or things that they want to talk about will a company say hey you know we want to talk about the uh, we to talk about like stay away from politics or do do we want to embrace politics i assume companies don't uh is it keep it safe you know none of this naughty talk uh talk about how what typical process and what what's sort of funny what what is in demand with corporate america now in terms of uh Getting our people to laugh.
1: Joel said, "Naughty talk."
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's real. That's real sexy. Is that hey, how I'm you funny. seduce it? <laughs> Are you married? Yeah, yeah. Mm, let's get naughty, baby. <laughs> Was this Austin Powers? Easy uh, there, David. Horny. <laughs> I've heard the bit. Oh, you have. Yeah, lean into that. I did some research on YouTube. Oh, baby. I appreciate you. So, and you still had me on. That's a, that's a leap of faith. Well, Chad had already booked you. So uh, all right, I, I you can that. unbook. I have been unbooked from presentations based off of my content. So <laughs> that's not how we roll. Yeah, that's cool. I appreciate we that. We commit. Yeah, that's when I realized HR needed to laugh more when I got unbooked from an HR conference. But I digress. <laughs> um, the uh, these these companies they're. It varies. I've had companies, you know, I always make sure to ask if there's anything that's off limits. Some will say, you know, everything's on the table. We're here to have fun. I always host the show and I bring in two other comics. And um, when I host, I always make sure to write content based around their company, kind of poke fun at them, poke fun at their, their leadership. Uh, they, mm-hmm. There was a uh, chemical company out of Ohio that I did presentation for late last year, or a presentation, a show for late last year. That sounds like a party. Yeah. They were mostly Ukrainian- and so that <laughs> I didn't realize that coming in because they didn't they didn't put that on their website. It's was like, hey, a bunch of Ukrainians came together and did this. Uh, so but I spent the first five minutes kind of roasting the CEO and the founder of the, of the company. And uh, they, they really dug that. And then I allow the comics to kind of do their thing. Um, I'll let them know if there's any material restrictions. And that's why I give you know, companies if they wanted to choose the comics I give them free reign to do that. And that's why I kind of have those profiles up on the website. Otherwise, I'll, I'll pick them. It's like a menu. Yeah.
0: Do you t- do? I guess everyone has their own style, but do you typically just sit there in front of the computer? Do you point the computer at like a microphone and stand do stand up comedy like from a distance? How does I guess visualize this for me?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I just stand in front of a, a blank white wall. So it looks like I'm in an <laughs> asylum <laughs> and in my padded cell. And I, uh, I just, you know, I. I have the Zoom thing pulled up, the the Brady Bunch, the Hollywood Squares yep. visual. And you can't – can you hear them laugh? Do you have them unmuted so you
0: can at least get feedback? Or is it sort of talking into a blank?
3: For the most part, it's talking into a blank because <laughs> you know, I, every once in a while, somebody will be unmuted and a dog will bark, and I'll draw attention to that.
0: So is it safe to assume you you would prefer the face to face in public and as soon as the pandemic ends you'll go back to that or do you think this is such an opportunity that you'll continue to do Zoom corporate gigs uh, in a world on a worldwide or at least national basis?
3: Absolutely. If I have the opportunity to be in Seattle physically and give a presentation in Miami later that day, I'm going to take that. Absolutely. I'm going to lean into yeah. this. Not like resisting innovation and resisting what's going on right now is, is ridiculous to me. You know, you just got to lean into it and say, you know, this is an opportunity, which is how I look at anything bad that happens. So I could be in front of this, this computer and, you know, be doing these presentations and then go live and find out that none of my new material is funny. But People keep booking me, so. Do you
1: have times when you actually, you're asked and there's a request that comes in and a company says, hey, we want you to do something for us. And you do a little research on that company and you're like, yeah, I don't want to do this for you. D- d- has that happened or is it like starving comic time? You're going to take whatever fuck comes to you. <laughs> uh,
3: I've had somebody reach out and say, hey, we want to make our employees more compliant. What? You know what presentation do you have for that? And I was well, like, that's No, I'm horrible. Not. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> not me. You're, you know, we're we're not a fit here. You know, you go on a date with somebody, and you can tell within the first few minutes whether it's going to be you know a good experience or not. That was a Tinder conversation that I swiped left on. So uh,
0: I, I don't know a lot about comedy, but I do know that when you guys test out new stuff, it's usually in front of a live audience, maybe a small audience, and you get an idea of what's gonna what's gonna hit and what isn't. Yeah. When you can't do shows anymore. How do you test new material uh, to see that it's going to work with a bigger audience? Do do comedians just get together
3: on Zoom and run some stuff by each other? How does how does it work these days? That's one way um, that, that I've done that. I kind of use the podcast to a lot of things come up in conversation. And if, you know, if we're laughing together together something that I said, then I, you know, make sure to go back and write that down and kind of expand on it later. I've been doing on my Facebook, just posting uh, for the last three weeks, what I call the loneliest open mic where I'm in my house alone and I'm just turn on a camera and I I riff on topics that I want to talk about for a half hour without stopping myself. And then I turn the camera off and kind of piece together a video. And then I determine what's going to stay in based off of, you know, Facebook reactions, likes, shares, comments. Things like that.
1: What's your Twitter handle? Because I've got I got to watch
3: this. Yeah, that's not on Twitter yet. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been. Yeah, it's on face. It's on my Facebook. Um, okay. But my Twitter handle is the David Horning.
0: Talk about uh, comedy these days. I know, you know, Chappelle and some others have talked about cancel culture, um, being afraid to say too much. And I imagine in a corporate environment. You're really boxed in with what you can can talk about or am I wrong about that? What's the the current state of of uh, the world and in the corporate culture particularly with comedy?
3: Yes and no, you're boxed in. I mean obviously it's good to have guidelines, it's good to know where the guardrails are, but you can operate anywhere within that creative space. You know, if you just have a blank canvas, it's almost overwhelming, you know, if you sit down and you're like I can write about anything, go. That's almost harmful to to the creative process. Whereas if you know say i'm i'm speaking to a to a credit union you know and they said avoid politics all right i that gives me something to work with i think uh, with cancel culture i think to me that's an opportunity to be a better writer you know you have to you have to know your your audience and that's first and foremost you know people look at comedy and and from the outsider's perspective it's just people being funny on stage but the point of comedy is to create a connection with the audience so to me when I write a or when I do a joke on stage, it's because I had the idea. It made me laugh. And I want to share that moment of discovery with the audience. Excellent, David.
1: Well, go ahead and tell our audience where they can actually find you and book you and, and also go to this uh, comedian menu you have out there and pick from that for their, uh, their, their next corporate gigs that are happening.
3: For sure. I've been watercoolercomedy.org. And uh, that you can contact me through the booking page. I do, you know, free uh, half-hour consultations. So kind of figure out where your pain points are and if we're a good fit. Uh, because not all workplaces are a good fit. You know, you got an authoritarian boss, and you have, uh, you know, you have a lot of curmudgeons that you work with, or the culture isn't there to support humor in the workplace. That's fine. You know, we can all use humor in our own individual way to kind of get us through there. So. Um, yeah you can go to watercoolercomedy.org you can go to the booking page for that go into the the, the programs page Um, there's the comedians menu there as well Um, and follow me on social media the David Horning on Instagram and Twitter I'm on LinkedIn so if you want to connect have any questions anything like that find me there and uh, my blog is davidhorning.wordpress.com
0: you're everywhere man everywhere but not
3: the content I I watched a lot of Gary Vee at the beginning of the quarantine
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dig it, dude. Chad. We we out. out. Thank you for listening to Podcasts with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out.